You're on Car Talk with Matty J in the studio with Alan and James from Memphis Movies. What's happening, guys? Not much. How you going? All right, mate. All right. How are you, Alan? Pretty good. Uh, yeah. How you doing? Uh, how you doing? <laughs> no, I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, busy with work and... Yeah, you know how it is, dude. Pretty, pretty flat out. Uh, trying to trying to get all trying to get life <laughs> in yeah. order. Um, interesting show tonight, James. Not gonna lie, I listened to it on my way here. Oh, thank you. Um, it was it was really really good. But uh, we got also Anthony, uh, Mister X Six Turbo, on his way. He should be here any moment. Tonight, I was gonna gonna talk about a few different things, but you still got the i thirty L. Yes, I do. I actually received a call today from uh, the repair company. Uh-huh. They let me know that. Mike Suzuki or White Turd was finally there. <laughs> what the White Turd? And uh, <clears throat> interestingly, interestingly, it was around two thirty, and I was in Clayton at the time. And she said, "Well, you can come get the car back, but you need to give the the rental car back before four thirty. So there's no way in hell I'm going to make it back yeah. in a truck. Well, I'm still doing some work <laughs> to you know to to the car and then give it back and then come to you, you know, in two hours. There's it's no not, It's not going to happen." And uh, she's like, well, that's fine. You can give it in tomorrow morning. Like, And there's no extra charge. That's so, pretty good. you know, I've got uh, essentially an extra evening with the car. Yeah. Which, you know, I- I'm actually sad to think about that I have to get this car back. Yeah. Because well, we talked about it on the podcast and we did the-, the mini review while we were at Custom Cars and Coffee. It's been a great little car. And I could definitely see myself owning one just as a, a daily. Yeah. So it's it's thing of, you know, giving this back and then having to drive a Suzuki around. <laughs> not very, not very keen. Like a tad, tad bit of a downgrade. Yeah, no, more than a tad, I'd say. Get it, just get into another accident. Slam <laughs> <Save> your brakes. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it like um, what was that movie with uh, Will Smith and Margot Robbie? Put the helmet on, just slam the car, oh, and, yeah. you know, make sure you don't get hurt with the helmet. Oh, and then just that's what you got to do sometimes. <laughs> not that condoning, you know, because that is insurance fraud. Mexico, I believe. in Mexico. And I just just hope somebody else hits your car while it's parked. Maybe they're driving to Fort Everest and it'll be their fault and and no one gets hurt and you get a new car. He's always about that hustle, isn't he, Alan? Yeah. <laughs> Legit. <laughs> oh, man, that's killing me. But <laughs> overall, though, performance-wise, and, and like, as we spoke about like on, on the other podcast, um, bang for your buck, it's pretty outstanding value. Yeah, real outstanding. And like, I don't think there's something else on the market... Possibly um, a Kia, rear of similar spec. I mean, I've been in the latest Rio. Not as nice as the um, as the R30. Definitely not as nice as the R30. The materials in the R30 feels like a more solid car. Whereas the, I mean, the uh, the Rio still it's, it's like a really really good car. I mean, you're getting a seven year warranty with that, but it's not as I don't think it's as well put together mm. as the as the Hyundai is. I mean, the I30s are their kind of their bread and butter car. Like they, they do small cars and and they really do them well now. So. They've come a long way since since the old six L days, uh, but in terms of in terms of where Kia sits, the Rio's a really good car. Uh, I've been in the new Picanto as well, okay. which is um this like the baby the the, the Ultra Mini that, that they sell. So that's that's a small car, but surprisingly quite roomy inside, gutless but roomy. But yeah, in comparison, the i thirty is a lot nicer car, and there's a lot more tech in it too. Yeah, yeah. Like I was surprised by the amount of tech, even just the mirrors folding in when you lock the car. <laughs> just nice stuff that you don't have to do yourself. It's that um, well you know Tyrone on the get this is it is it how cheap Ford is Ford on the on the on, on Tyrone's Ford Range you can you can press a button and your mirrors go in yeah he had to buy an adapter so when he when he locks it with his car they they go in what yeah isn't that car like ridiculously expensive but, yeah it's like it's like sixty some grand car and the fact that the car can do it yeah it's just that they just have to buy a... they just be like oh you know what 
probably not. We won't let you do that. So he he had to. It's it's all just like a plug and play thing, and, and as soon as he locks it, it goes closes. Jesus. I guess Ford. <laughs> Ford. It's, it's one of those things of you kind of appreciate that a lot of cars these days are made in such a manner that a lot of their upgrades are such small things where if there's somebody you know going going hard on the aftermarket, mm-hmm. you can get that part and get your car doing the same thing that a higher spec car will do. Yeah, for you know less money. At the same time, when you think about it, is why do that as a manufacturer? Why are you going to be an asshole? But see, that's the thing with with most cars. Like, like say for example, we're going back to like mid um, mid nineties, mid to, to mid two thousands. Most poverty pack cars had all the wiring there for like the electric windows. Had it all in there. It's just they didn't they didn't put the switch or put the yeah. uh, the electric motor. It's it just all plug and play. So Bloody so hell. James, with your car, you got wind ups. Yeah. All your loom, because I, I, I was speaking to someone about this with with um with the laser and with the SP, the Asini GT crew. All the wiring's there. You just kind of you can you can just change the legit change your door cards, get the get the switches and get the get the regulator and and, and motor in your suite. But how much extra would they charge you? Oh, it, it, it could be called what's it called a tech pack where it used to be yeah. back in the day. So that'd be probably you know, like two grand. Yeah, but you and could it's, do it's, it yourself. It, oh yeah, dude, it's it's a freaking joke. Fire up. It, it's all about getting you to move up to that higher model. Yeah, it's a scam. Oh, it's 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 the biggest scam. But I, I mean, if it wasn't for the Mustang and I'll, I'll, the original Mustang, yeah. So the original Mustang really kind of brought forward. You can have a Mustang, but you mm. can get it in a million different variants. So if you want to get like a, like if you just want to get your foot into a Mustang, you're, you're only going to get a six cylinder. You're going to get crappy seats. You're going to get you know nothing. They introduced what was called options, like 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 proper options, and like really pushed the option barrier further to what we have today. So we can pretty much blame the Mustang for that. Well, like, blame everything on Ford. Like, screw you, Ford. <laughs> in one way, you can see the 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 benefit of it possibly lowers the entry barrier into the car, where you can get the same car for quite a bit less money. Where you, you would either had you know the choice of not being able to afford it at all, or being you know getting the premium pack. But I think cars have come that far that it's just it, it shouldn't be as much of a thing anymore. Yeah. For example, my my dad's Ford Falcon. It's a two thousand seven car. The back windows wind up. Why do you do that? The car has automatic headlights, and yet the back <laughs> windows have to be wound up by hand. Like that's some some bullcrap if I've ever seen it in a car. Definitely. Well, Anthony's at the front. James, you thank you. Can, can you go open a door for him? Because so okay, he is cold outside. Oh, actually, you know what, James? Let him freeze. <laughs> Let him freeze. He can freeze till the ad breaks. He can stay out there. I'm just going to stay. Yeah, he can stay till the You late. shouldn't have said that because I was going to let him in. Now you're like, oh, he's cold. I'm like, who cares? <laughs> no, I'll go get him. He can stay till the ad break out there. Jeez, I'm an asshole. I don't <laughs> but yet, my mum's old, old E-Gas had, this, was, it was an XT. Uh, auto headlights, uh, front electrics, no, uh, one up rears. But the fact is, the, the wiring was all there for it. So my mum's auto like was like, would you like me to put him in for you? She's like, I, I, at this point, I don't care. No one sits in the back seat anymore because it's not really a family. Like it's yeah. It's, it's very interesting that yeah, you mentioned that. All there, dude. So if I was to go to let's uh, say one of our favorite, um, you know, auto wreckers, the one yep. we do it yourself. Yes. Uh, I could theoretically just get the door cards and and the the regulator yes. and the switch and you, you, you're sort sorted. Wow. Mister X Six Turbo was in the building. What is happening, Anthony? Oh, not much, guys. A little bit late, but uh, we all know how I am. I'm always late. You're always late. And he's he's wearing his bloody slippers. No wonder he's cold outside. He's he's Domokun <laughs> slippers. He's got AF. I, I literally am wearing slippers for, for people that are listening. So um, yeah. No socks, just slippers. Yeah. 
But the bigger question is, Anthony, are there kievs in the kitchen? Did you put them in the kitchen? In the, in the, in the, oven. In the oven. Well, the funny thing is... Uh, Before you left? No, no. Actually, Matt's going down to the gym, but we do have kievs left over from last night, so the kievs <laughs> will be in the oven tonight. Nice. I had kievs for lunch today. It was pretty good. They always oh. hit the spot. They, they they're, on, they're on special down at Coles, people, just so everybody <laughs> knows they're, uh, they're half rice for a four-pack, so, uh, you know, it's pretty good five bucks to get, you know. Couple of meals out of it. Jeez, we're giving Coles a bloody plug now. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm still losing my job on community radio. <laughs> uh, it was inevitable. Yeah, it was inevitable. It's going to happen. Too. And let's be honest, of all people who would uh, cause you to lose your job, it's going to happen. Yeah, it, I mean, you're going to, being a, being a, a cop now, uh, it's going to give us a hard, us car enthusiasts a hard time just because you can. You're becoming one of them, Anthony. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Respect says. my authority. Pigs aren't welcome here. <laughs> Stop resisting! Stop <laughs> resisting! Man down! Man down! <laughs> he's he's got he's got a gun. It's a book. <laughs> I'll teach you how to read. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look, we're going to go to our first song of the night. Um, we're going to as we play uh, on community radio and Aussie, Aussie artists. And I've been a big fan of George Maple. She, she's just dropped her latest album, and it's called the album's called Lover. So I want to play the song titled uh, from the title uh, Lover. Uh, really, really cool slow song. Um, She's got quite an interesting voice. Definitely worth a listen. So support Aussie artists. Um, but here's Lover with uh, George Maple. You're back on Car Talk with Manny J. Still in the studio with uh, Alan, Anthony, and James from Everest Movies. Um, I took the F6 out yesterday. I drove it to work. Did anything break? No. Okay, nothing breaks, dude. It's it, Okay. <laughs> Go on. The oil pressure switch for the gauge was a bit loose. That was the only thing that's gone wrong with the car, honestly, in the last... Like, um, b- besides the clutch on the, on its way, everything else is okay. I thought there were engine mounts changed. Yeah, but that's just wear and tear. I don't classify that as, as a failure. Wear and tear, huh? What's well, like your brakes. Do you classify brakes as a failure? No, but I expect... How, how many cases are on the car? 120. 120. I expect the engine mounts to last longer than that. No, that, that, that's that, pretty standard. That's pretty standard, I'd say. Yeah? Yeah. Maybe I should get my Falcon checked. How many, how many cases you're fucking on? About 130. Oh, really? Is that it? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. What year is it? 2007. Bloody hell. Have you, have you guys driven it? We we average about 10,000 cases a year. Okay. We're, probably, probably check those engine mounts. Probably should. Not a bad but, move. But then again, it doesn't have a lot, a lot of... I'm pretty sure the transmission mount needs to just change it, though. Because uh, occasionally when you shift it from park to drive, it's quite, quite, quite a bit of a yeah, clunk on and things move around. Yeah. Yeah, or, things, or you things move that shouldn't move. But yeah, I, t- I took it yesterday, and um, being Melbourne, it's taken a turn for the cold. I, I, I'm, I'm, I don't mind the cold. cold. I prefer the cold than the heat, to be honest. Cold for boost. Cold, exactly right. So I took it to work and left late work last night. Got on the freeway, and you know, after about 20 minutes of driving, got caught behind it. Got caught behind this, this car. I'm like, you know, what? I dropped it down a third. I reckon the 80 to 120 on it is is nuts. From from like a like a low gear, it it just it, I could literally it was like warp speed past the guy, in Mexico of course, and it just surprised me like how much like how 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 talky talky it is and how much of a difference cold weather makes to the boost. It's, I mean the colder charge it just made everything it makes the car feel like it's got an extra like twenty horsepower like no BS it it feels more lively, and like I know people say oh you know cold temperatures do do that but. You don't realize until you actually get up it that it's wow, it makes such a difference. A lot of times, my um, my experience in cold weather is just the amount of um, induction, noise? In, induction noise and just <laughs> blowing off. Like even at like low throttle, you just like psh, psh, everywhere, you're just letting off just slightly after you know getting to the speed limit. It still whooshes, which is lovely. 
Matt, you already know how my car is, so I mean that's that's just a given. You get that uh, that induction noise and that whooshing noise, you know, you know, thirty degree day, but let alone in the cold weather. It's it's more prominent in cold weather. Yeah, and, and now it's with the muffler delete and things of that nature too. But um, yeah, well, I, I think these days I'd probably have the equivalent of your third gear pull in mine in fifth. Probably with the, with after the tune. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But yeah, it's um, it's interesting you say that. We should we should have to try that out one day. Yeah, well, in I, Mexico, I, of course. I wonder how that'll go in Mexico. Oh, I'll come as chase car on the Rexy <laughs> in Mexico. <laughs> just just gotta clarify these points, people. Everything in Mexico. No, but it, it was good because I, I drive the laser every day to to where we're being back, and so it was good to get in get in the F six and, and take a fridge, take a drive to work, and it, it gives it a good run as well. And just the power difference is ridiculous. I can actually overtake without without even trying. I could keep it in six and overtake. But yeah, really, just it was a noticeable difference last night because it got to about eight eight degrees, and um, it really, really just felt like a rocket ship. It felt it felt good. I'm like, ah, oh, this is feeling a bit feeling a bit more of the boost. I'm like, bit of fun. Bit of fun. But yeah, it was definitely really, really. It, it made the car feel more lively, and I can see why. You know, when people when people want, want to dyno their cars, they 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 try to go for winter because. <laughs> More boost up there I've got 30 more kilo wasps but yeah I thought I'd just put that one in there but yeah from again the 80 to 120 in that car is pretty pretty bloody quick um, it's a lot quicker than most V8s I've been in so really puts in perspective how how, um, how, how impactful weather conditions and and the right and the right gear is but talking about right gear do you reckon the, the do you reckon the Labour Party's in the right gear at the moment with their latest uh, announcement if they get into if they get into Parliament well, um, for the listeners out there that haven't heard the news... Um, and me. I haven't heard anything, so... Labour Party leader Bill Shorten has announced that... Um, is he short? Like, is he actually short? Like, I, I, I don't know. That's a terrible joke. <laughs> like, 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 really. Look, next time we meet him, we'll measure him up. <laughs> anyway, should I ask my dad, because my dad met him that one time. His name should be Bill Average Height. Average Height. All right, keep going. <laughs> your dad's pretty short, but you and your brother are really tall. My mum's not that tall, though. You know, it, it's weird. Tall. Your mum's tall. Pretty tall. Uh, I don't know what I'm talking about. I just like taller than my mum. I'm just using as an example. As an example. <laughs> All right, back on topic. Back on topic. <laughs> anyway, you're discussing people's heights here. I'm five eight. If anyone wants to know, what you can put in the ladies. But yeah, back on topic. They, if the Labour Party would win the next federal election, they have announced that um, they will, I guess, do their best to instate legislation where. Automakers have to share information with all automotive mechanics um, in Australia, and that's literally their wording, which I feel just implies to particularly how car computers work these days and how a lot of things are done through the ECU. So just sharing, I guess, information and possibly products. Yeah, products and tools. Tools, yeah, to 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 make sure they're as equipped as well equipped to repair somebody else's car as a dealership would be, which I think should already be a thing. I mean, you shouldn't have to choose between having your car, you know, repaired correctly or having a choice between going to your mechanic, you know, your favourite mechanic. Well, my dad, for example, when, when he took the Territory for its first service up at, up at Ford, I won't say which one, they charged him around, I think it was 400 bucks. My dad's like, what the hell did you do to it for 400 bucks? He's like, oh, we changed the oil and filter and gave it a, gave it a once-over. He's like, are you kidding me? You, you cost me $400 to, to, for me to bring my car here to what any other mechanic could do for 120 bucks, 150 bucks. You know, sure enough, like the the person at Ford was like, oh, you don't understand. You know, he's like, no, I do understand. It's a car. A qualified mechanic is qualified to look at the car. Yeah. 
So he, he never took it back there again. He, he took it to our local. And, um, but yeah, I think it's a big thing because like pe- people just instantly have the the assumption that, oh, if, if I've got to, I've got to get this car, it must go to, must go to, for example, say Ford or Holden or Mercedes, BMW, whatever, but just because they specialize in that car. Now, I don't think, that, you know, most mechanics that, that have been in business a long time would know that, that obviously no different, difference, uh, differences between different cars that they, they, they build that up over time after after viewing these cars. Now, if they had the the ability and the technology now to to say, okay, I've got this car, they've released this car. These, these are its these are its major points where I can and, and the easiest way of access and easiest way of doing things. It'll make life a lot more proficient. It'll make the business boom. It'll give it'll give um, people that are, you know, for example, young people like our like our age and younger, um, an incentive to get into the industry because there'd be work, uh, for, Maybe, yeah. for, for the local mechanics. And I think that was one of the major points that, that Bill was trying to was trying to make. It's like this this is potentially try try get more people in, into TAFEs and into and into um uh, you know apprentice in, industries and and you know and trade industries. So it, it'd be beneficial to keep that, that economy moving and not just keep giving the money to to the big guys and supporting uh, the, the local the local uh, mechanics. And it's I guess the car industry is what it is, but a lot of times the auto manufacturers have always kind of treated independent repairers with a bit of contempt their their idea of bringing out the cap price servicing was a way to kind of drown out the other businesses yep. just by saying yeah we'll service your car for you know 199 for the first three years but then every single time you go there they're going to upsell you power steering flush um some kind of upper engine cleaning some other you know hogwash that you end up paying 400 dollars for anyway and that was just there well we're going to cap the price of the servicing but then we're going to threaten you by saying oh your power steering fluid looks a bit off and if you want to maintain that warranty you know, we should go probably get it changed. And then next thing you know, you're paying just as much as you were originally. The fact of the matter is that if you're using genuine parts in your car you and you're getting it serviced as per the logbook, you, you do not void your warranty at all. You don't, yeah. So, and, and that's what a lot of people don't understand. They think, oh, well, if I take it to anyone else, it's going to void my warranty. Because the car companies, they they try, they try and scare people by saying yeah. that, which is, which is complete bullshit. Like, they shouldn't be allowed to do it. And also just the fact of having, um, you know, electronic instruments to plug into the cars as well and having proprietary ones which only the dealerships have makes it really difficult for anyone that's independent to try and you know di- you know a lot of times you can diagnose uh, standard kind of engine codes but for more specific things why should a person be forced to go to a dealership you know if everyone if we have a system of qualification for an automotive mechanic you know in Victoria and Australia why should they be forced to go to a dealership because the mechanic doesn't have the right tool or isn't able to get access to the right tool to actually repair their car Yep, and I think that's I think that's a a great point. For example, um, good friend of the show, Adam, with with his Astro, he he had to get his water pump done. Now, my mechanic um, spoke to uh, he needed a special tool um, to, to to remove it because it's, it's it's unique to that car. So he called up around you know his local mechanics and said, Do you, "Have you guys got this tool?" Because they, they they always share amongst each other and you know, give each other a chop out and you know and, and be always happy to help. They said no. He called up Holden and asked if he could borrow the tool. Basically, they're like, no, you have to buy the tool. So the tool cost him, I think, it was like three hundred bucks or so, or two hundred something bucks. The, the the pump cost two hundred bucks. So he's, he's he's essentially lost money on the on the on the price of the pump, and pretty much made barely anything any labor on on the actual job. Now that's not that's to me that's not fair. One and two, I reckon um, they should be able to, you know, for example, specific tools are for like for, it's only for one engine this this tool, uh, but it was for the, for that car. So he, so he didn't make any money on that. But now he's got the tool, so say for example, if he needs, if he gets another one, which is, I mean, it's not a very common car that that particular model with that particular engine. 
it's it's kind of just a, it's a waste of money. Whereas if they, if they have like a, like a lending business or like you know or, or leasing, sh- or leasing, something. yeah, um, or, or have that so higher, credit's higher. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but like, look, but but when you when you say that as well, tools are generally, especially when you're looking at professional grade, are, are always a bit pricey. But having some like specific, a, a really specific tool which. From what you've you've told me, it doesn't sound like it does anything incredible. No, it's just, it's just a bit of a up. wank to price it, it at three hundred dollars. It is, and just yeah, and once again, it's they manufacture the car, so they have that tool right to you know, and they get to choose whatever price they're going to sell it at, or just not sell it at all. Yeah. So it's just ridiculous when you think about it. it it's a, it's a it's an absolute utter joke, and I think that's why a lot of people. Pretty much just go to the dealership because they, they'll know that they'll know they've got what they have. But now that's what they want. That's what they, it's exactly what they want. So this is why I think if they get in, this is going to be a big thing and a big shakeup, uh, a big middle finger really to the to the major car companies that have been that have been scaring consumers for the last yeah. how many years. So I think it's going to really really shake it up and and, and it'd be good. It'd be you know and I, and it help out like the local mechanics. So like for example, our mechanic he, he never he probably never get another two point two Astra in there. And the, and the fact that the matter is. It'll be good for like share of information as well because if they're no longer trying to compete by you know saying you have to come to the dealership, don't go to that guy. If it's like oh no, just go to anyone, then it'll be like you know when what we were talking about a couple of weeks ago. I think it was VW or someone that had that like clutch problem. That's a recall. Yeah. yeah, that's a recall. But then there was another problem that they didn't know about and they blamed all the drivers. Oh, that was the Ford, yeah. So it's like if that happened, all the mechanics could be like, hey, we're getting these same problems. Are you getting these problems? Yeah. Maybe it might be a fault with the whole line. Like if they can communicate and not try to fight each other. Yeah, I mean, that's why I think the, the, the VACC is in there to, to, to try and you know, help out the, the, local, the local guy. But, I mean, the, if you've got a question, you can call them up and ask them and they're happy to help. But the fact of the matter is that widespread problems like that they need to be they need to be addressed regardless. Yeah. And you know if if Ford's getting a bazillion recalls on them, why not outsource them to the local mechanic? Get give them some work. Because because yeah. essentially Ford's going Ford's losing money on every one of them they, that they do. So. Yeah, and I think two other things is it also opens up the doors to people that choose to fix their own cars and work on their own cars. Um, if, yeah, that's a fair if, point. If, if independent mechanics are able to get this information they're more likely to also be able to provide it to just regular people as well. You know, but I, here's the thing. Would they, do you reckon that they'd be willing to share that if you're not a qualified mechanic? You, you'd have to find the right person to, sh- to get the information off, I feel. You'd have to, you'd have to be friends with the mechanic. Uh, I'm sure most of them would like to keep the work to themselves, but some of them would also understand you know, that they work on their own. You know, people that work in dealerships as well, they sometimes bring in their own cars that they're not servicing through the dealership just to work on. Yeah. Everyone kind of you know works on it like I, I would possibly you know with the the new mechanic i'm working with which is your mechanic yeah. some things i'd probably do myself some things i take to him and with that kind of relationship i feel he'd be willing to share share information with me that he's getting from dealerships if if things work out 100 percent. but secondly as well like the the pricing structure is something else that they were talking about the labor government that will probably bring down the pricing because which may be a fear factor for people working in dealerships but Given the like the amount you pay for a service, it's not going to the mechanic. The mechanic's probably getting paid less than they would be at an independent shop. Most of the money is being trickled to somebody who's already earning you know eight hundred thousand dollars a year, and that's where a lot of the money just ends up going at a dealership. Yep. And like you end up paying the four hundred dollars, but the mechanic never sees anything close to that. 
So it's probably still going to, if anything, even things out for mechanics and get them paid better. And, and I, ho- I hope that, that they do too because it is a dying industry in terms of like your local mechanic. Be, they're still around, but they're not as prominent as they used to be. They used to be in every corner. Now they're kind of just few and far between. Now it's the smash repairs everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. So that, that's a whole other kettle of fish that, yeah. that we probably shouldn't get into. <laughs> Might get in a bit of trouble for that. Um but yeah, no, it would definitely be a good thing. And I reckon, it, as I said, it's going to be a big shake and a big middle finger to, to all the big co- companies. And I reckon that if the, I reckon the big companies would be a bit, bit worried about that. So, But this is like stuff that the Murdering Enthusiast Party should have should have campaigned for. Yeah. And it's, it's not a thing that's totally isolated to the automotive industry either. No, it's not. Like the, the tech industry as well. As companies, particularly like Apple, love to try and shut down independent repair of their products. Because Apple's idea of repair for a lot of products is, oh... We're not going to fix the habit. You buy a new one, yeah. and to you know a person that's got a decent amount of money, that's not really an issue. If they're particularly hardcore Apple fan, they'll just buy a new product. But no, just, they're the ones that are waiting like four days, <laughs> yeah, in the line with the tent and everything else. But there's a lot of people that they bought that one product, they need it to keep working, they can't afford to buy a new one, and if the the manufacturer isn't going to help them, they're going to look for someone independent. And if you're trying to shut down the independent person, you know, like the dealership's trying to shut down independent mechanics. It's it's just bad for the consumer. Yeah. Well, look, a little little bit. Oh, look, I, I do agree in a lot of instances there as well. But there are also certain industries where companies make money off of those parts as well. So, I mean, for selling the product itself, initially, you know, they'll maybe breaking even or, or slightly above it, but they make their money back on the spare parts. So that's obviously when it gets to a little bit of a catch. Um, so, but, I mean, but see, the fact that if they're still selling genuine genuine parts to to to, to, to mechanics and to and to, con- to just normal consumers, they're still going to make their money. Mm. They they probably won't make as money uh, much as much money in in servicing and your re- repair costs because mm. they're not doing normal, But they're still going to they're still going to make money, you know, ch- churning the parts out. Yeah, again, but again, it, it's still in that so it sort of plays a little bit into effect of each other because obviously they're losing out on the service, they're losing out on that that level of income that they're able to make, which obviously keeps them afloat. Um, but then you know that that's always a possibility. Then the uh, initial f- purchase on the machinery or um, car or whatever it may be, there may be an increase there as a result of this, um, which I guess is sort of a little bit of a roll-on effect. You know, that's the only thing that's sort of coming to mind to be a possibility. Um, it would be interesting regardless, I think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely be really kind of... It would be interesting for for you know, for two reasons, just to see if, if people would make that, that change back to the normal mechanic. Or to see if, and the other changes to see if the dealerships are actually going to put reasonable and actually smart, like cost, like a cost-effective pricing for for normal consumers. Because let's be honest, what they charge for a normal service is ridiculous. Mm. I mean, agreed. Even what uh, it might, yeah, it might promote competition. They'll have to lower their prices if other mechanics can do the same thing now. I mean, as I said to you, with with my dad taking the territory, that four hundred bucks for service for for an oil change. Yeah, Mm. seriously. What the hell? That's that's ridiculous. Well, what are they putting gold in the engine like? That's <laughs> yeah. It's um you know it, it's always that bit of a bit of a battle between different sides as well. I mean, you still want to uh, from business side of things, you still want to make a profit, but you also don't want to be um you know driving down the price so it's unrealistic and and not I, possible I for a, for a business to even function. Yeah. because um, it does eventually get to a race of who can do the work for the cheapest. Um, and that's how businesses go bust. And, you know, everybody's like, oh, you know, I can take it down to Bob around the corner for $80 to do my service. Um, you know, what's going to be so much better than yours? And at the end of the day, you know, obviously there's going to be different products which are used and things of that nature as well. And, 
you know, you pay you pay what you get for. Well, theoretically, Anthony, if you're if you're buying genuine parts and genuine fields as per logbook, th- theoretically, time wise, labor wise, it should be the it should be it should be cheaper. It should be the it should be the same as what, what dealerships charge. If they, yeah. If they were to charge it like at a normal rate. Yeah, exactly. And look, that that's the whole thing as well. I think it's a case of um, you know dealerships definitely need to come down in in price. And I wouldn't be surprised whether normal mechanics, if they start to to possibly even go up a little bit in price, yeah. um, and, and get to a get to a fair even ground between the two, um, which you know would obviously be beneficial for small businesses and things of that nature to to um, get the amount of work which is going on. Um, but even in saying that as well, it's it's better for the consumer. Um, to actually know that they're getting a, a reasonable price and reasonable service for it as well. And regardless whether it be from a dealer or from your local mechanic, that it's actually getting done right in the way it should be done to begin with. That's, that's the biggest issue, making sure that it, it is done right because mm. there, there is there is a lot of... I'm, I'm, no, I'm not having a go, but like mechanics out there that, let's be honest, aren't that great. Shouldn't and be working on cars. Should be, yeah. And it's um and it's it's a fact, yeah. Like it's there's there's no hiding, no hiding about it. But for the good mechanics that are actually you know, that are honest and, and working real hard and and don't take people for a ride and, and really really want their business you know, to succeed, this is like a good thing for them. And and I, I think that you know it'll it'll really help them flourish and hopefully you know keep their businesses afloat. But yeah, it'd be really it's an interesting time. Um, what is the election by the way? It's coming up, isn't it? Um, they keep saying that they're going to force an early election because um, it's a, yeah. confidence in Turnbull is so low um, and both sides are sort of, uh, it's kind of tit for tat, n- can't, not not campaigning, but they're like really, both sides are working hard to say, we're, we're doing this, we're doing this. They're making pro- like campaign promises, even yeah. though they're not technically campaigning. Given the level of budget change that's come along. Was there anything beneficial though, like in this budget? Like two hundred bucks a year. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it, d- it depends on what which way you look at it. Yeah, I mean, and liberal parties definitely they're trying to get in everyone's good books, and that's why another reason why people think they're going to go to election soon is because it's like, all right, we'll we'll please both sides. That way, we'll win next time. Whereas in reality, they don't really care about a certain, you know, yeah. the you know, most people. <laughs> yes. Everyone forgets that Turnbull's a banker. Yeah. I can't believe... I don't know. Well, you say that, like, even though this is country politics, there is another country that they they literally voted in a billionaire who's never Mm. lived a day of, you know, adversity in his life, so... But I feel like, you know, Turnbull is, you know, a lot better than Trump, but, like, you still have to go, how much? We've got the the equivalent. Yeah, like, it's like, he's he's not really that good. He's, look, he's he's terrible. At the end of the day, I mean, he the only difference is he's not an orange Twitter troll. True. Well, look, this is car talk, so <laughs> no, not not politics, but, <laughs> politics but yeah, honestly, something needs to be done, and I reckon if Bill Bill gets in, it'll be it'll be a good shake. Billy Shorts, Billy Shorts, get around him um, for the for the industry. Uh, so so for people getting around Turnbull, get around him, get around get around Shorts. Don't get around Turnbull. <laughs> don't. I don't like. I straight up don't care. I'll tell well, people. <laughs> As as a as a community radio station, yes, we're gonna be. We're we're gonna be I'm not. I'm, yeah, I'm biased. I'm not gonna. We'll say I'm not this. gonna be. We'll say this. Vote for who you want to vote for, as long as 
it's you not. see as long as you have seen what their policies are and what yeah. they intend on doing yeah. with the country. actually yeah that's a good thing like do your research don't just talk to the local fish and chip guy and be like hey who are you voting for don't which just, is what my friend did and then voted for Tony <laughs> don't, Abbott don't, don't just grab the first pamphlet you see yeah, at the exactly. voting booth and yeah. vote that way have a think guys yeah uh, exactly. it's, it's, it's your country I mean look and don't that. just think about how it's going to affect you how, like how's it going to affect the country as a whole like you're not just the only person who lives here. <laughs> I think a lot a lot of people, think, people think that, that way. way. Yeah. <laughs> Look, we've got to get to a next break, and we'll be right back after this. You're back on Car Talk with Matty J. Good, good uh, politic discussion during the break. It was. Uh, oh yeah. I mean, it's this is Car Talk, but it's going to be turning into. It affects all of us, and people are just like, "Oh well, that's how the country is." Oh well, and it's like, no, your vote makes a difference. I mean. Look what happened in the states. Exactly. So that's if that. If and that, if same that's not thing. A clear same thing what? happened here. Yeah, it did. Twice. <laughs> Twice. Uh, People geez. are just like, oh well, that's how that's how it is. I don't. I'm not really interested in politics. It doesn't really affect me. Reality is, it affects. Everybody. It affects everyone. <laughs> anyway, what can you do? What can you do? He's looking for a comeback from the murdering enthusiast party. Oh Ricky yeah. Ricky for the win. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, represent. Um, <laughs> <laughs> How are your cars going anyway, Alan? I know one's at the shop, but the the WRX we're getting a we're getting a battery for that. That's going to come back alive again. Yes, we are. Did that die again? Yeah, I I think the battery just had it. Uh, a lot like I've owned the car for over three years now, and the battery was whatever it was when it came uh, okay. when I purchased the car. So I'm assuming the battery is somewhere around at least five years old. Okay, could even be up to seven, but so I, I'm guessing in the range of five to seven years. And like batteries can last a surprisingly long time, especially if you just keep the car running almost daily. Yep. It's when they get to that kind of really four to five year point, if you let the battery die, then the battery is going to have a hard time coming back from that. Whereas within the first two years or so, if you let the battery die a couple of times, it doesn't really care. Yep. You know? But when, when the battery does start getting old, if you as long as you don't let it die, you, you should be fine. But the moment you let it kind of go, it's 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 going to go. Yeah, no. Uh, I, I, was, I had a... Just an SCA battery in, in the laser, which I bought with the car. Like it, it, it came with, I don't know, it was probably a year or two old by that point. I I've I changed it after I owned the car for six and a bit years. So, And, then, and that was with a crazy sound system in it as well. So <laughs> did, its, did, did its job. It was still starting in the car, but it was getting really, really lethargic. And the stars was like really, really slow. I'm like, yeah, I probably should change this. I, I, I tested it at work and it was <laughs> cold cranking out, so pretty, pretty low. I'm pretty but, sure I need to change the sixes. That's, that's yeah, definitely done. Definitely done? Uh, well... It was getting to the point when if I didn't drive the car for, you know, a day, it would need a jump start. But then, magically, after I had my car tuned, it all seems to be fine. Um, That's weird. Maybe there's a parachute yeah. drawer on it or something. Yeah. They got fixed up. That's weird. No idea. So, what, after the tune, it's been all right? Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah, like, I can obviously not... I can drive the car once a week and it's fine, but if I didn't drive the ute for a week prior to the tune, it needed a jump start. Because the cars make more power low down. If you turn the alternator faster, it's charging the battery more. Science. Science. Yeah, science, bitch. <laughs> you know that, that meme guy? Oh, gee, that's, that's embarrassing. Yeah. But, Bizarre. Bizarre. That's weird. That's, that's freaking weird. How's your car going? It's, 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 back, it's back at the shop getting those Yeah, back at done. the shops. Um, dropped it off last Thursday or thereabouts. So getting a few little hiccups um, fixed up. So there was a spot on the roof that uh, had the roof re-sprayed, so a few spots on the roof getting touched up. Um, there was some wind behind the dash, so it wasn't quite sealed right, so getting that sorted. 
iPod for some reason was recognising, but wasn't having any sound produced, which that was weird. I was we, we, that. which was bizarre. It was um, even playing on on the screen and everything. But yeah, like- yeah, it was playing on the screen, going to the next song, volume all recognising, but just no sound being produced. But it was fine on normal FM radio. <laughs> No problem. Um, just for some reason, iPod wasn't actually producing any sound. And that was with different iPods in there as well, so it wasn't just one in there. Um, so and that weird. iPod was working fine in my, my work territory at the moment, so um, that's weird. Um, mentioned the driver's window to them, how it was making a knocking noise. It sounded like it was hitting some plastic, just not quite aligned right. Yeah. Um, I did take them for a drive in the car to see if they could feel that vibration or whatever it was that was going on in it. Um, but at that time as it always is when you go and take it to somebody to actually show them what the issue is. It never actually it eventuates. Um, but they said they're going to go over it and have a look at it. Um, that was the main concern. Yeah. Uh, and as long as that gets sorted, it should pretty much be everything. Um, you know, the panels were all fine. Paint job was all fine. It was a good paint job, actually. Really good. So they've done, a, they've done a very much a, a bang-up job on it. Um, but hopefully it's all back to piece. Oh, sorry, back the way it should <laughs> back be. Back to pieces. Yeah, <laughs> not... I'm sure it is in pieces at the moment, but you know, hopefully it's back to back to um, pre-accident condition, or as close after to this it. time, or as, as close as it can be to it. Which is why we all have insurance. Hopefully, everybody who's listening. Yes. And if you don't get insurance, at least third party. Yeah, minimum. Cause, yeah, because if you run into my car, I'll be very pissed, <laughs> and you'll you'll know about it. Yes, hundred percent. Dash cam these days. You be paying it off for the next couple of years. <laughs> yes. It's so, more than just money. So, Andy, what would happen there? So, if someone hits you with, without insurance, and you, well, you'd be like, well, I'm going to call my insurance, and they're going to come after you. So, in that instance, as long as you have insurance, what would happen would be... Um, do, you still, do you still have to pay in excess? That'd be BS, because, like... I don't believe you do. They, they've hit you, and you've got their details. Well, well as long as you've got their details, um, I think to initially you would have to pay in excess to obviously lodge the claim and follow up for it, but they would then chase the other person for the repair damages, things of that nature, um, and obviously the excess uh, component of it as well, or, or, or something along those lines. Um, but, I mean, that's, again, while we all have insurance so that um, somebody else is doing it as opposed yeah. to uh, he said, she said, um, which, again, I'm sure you can tell what's what's sort of going on, but I guess if somebody's reversed into it at a car park and doesn't have insurance, it's going to be pretty hard to tell who did what well I mean, that's, what, that's what happened to my brother so he, he, when he had his ranger he was, he was at a certain shopping center and backed out and um, was backing out and saw no one there so you know went out slowly with his reverse camera then another car reversed as well and they, they, they bumped into each other he, he, he funny enough <laughs> hit, a, hit a forest star <laughs> uh, which, which he now owns um, <clears throat> not the same one obviously they, they come out and like <laughs> he took that guy's car as compensation. <laughs> I got, got the jiggly legs and the shiggles. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, need to. He's like, you don't have insurance. I'm gonna need your car. <laughs> I got the whipper splash. Well, look in that instance. That's a, that's a each party bears own situation. And and this is the thing. Like they they're like oh, they're like to my brother. Oh, you know. Here's your details. He was like, yep, yeah, we'll sort it out. Is it getting insurance to sort it out? So my brother calls insurance, explain what happened. They're like, oh, you know, that's a, you're both kind of at fault. Now, my, my brother had a full ARB kit on his on his, on his Ranger, so it wasn't a scratch on it. The guy's forest was, was pretty, like a big dinner. in it. Anyway, um, they, they called my brother saying, um, basically, it's your fault. He's like, well, no, I call my insurance. And my insurance said, it's it's neither of us. We're both kind of at fault here. So it's just, we, we just go our own way and pay, buy our own pay. They're like, oh, well, we don't have insurance, so you're going to have to pay for our car. Yeah. 
And he's like, well, that's your problem. So he's like, you, you got a problem? Speak to my insurance. And he hung up the phone. Um, never heard from him again. But yeah, it's, it pays to have insurance, regardless of, any, of anything like that. Mm, exactly. I mean, if you don't have insurance, like, I, I, I always ask if I'm driving someone's car if it's got insurance. If it doesn't have insurance, I, I refuse to drive it. Like, just of anything that could happen. And, and you don't know. I mean, yeah. Well, look, have, have a look at half the cars they're getting around these days. You know, you got Lambos, you got Ferraris, you got Mercs, you got Beamers, you know, whatever it may be. You know, if you're driving around and you think, oh, you know, my, my car's not worth anything, it's not, uh, um, you know, if, it, if it's a total loss, it's not a big deal. Yeah, that's no problem about your car. But if you run car. into those cars. But yeah. if you run into one of those cars, can you afford to spend half a million dollars on a car? Well, not even in that extent, but, you know, third-party fire and theft, that means if you... It, it, this was actually the best example, um, which actually uh, was a story I heard when I did used to work in insurance. So a customer had his car, um, was just a beat-up Commodore or something on those lines, um, and he only had third-party fire and theft on the car. Yeah. Now, a- as he was driving, believe it or not, his car broke down and it was over some train tracks. Oh. Huh. It would not start. Oh. It was an oncoming train carrying hazardous waste. Obviously, uh, the car did not start. He jumped out? He jumped out. He was fine. The train was derailed. Okay. So, uh, so are you it, sure it, this... hit, hit, the, hit the Commodore? Hit, hit, hit whichever car it was. Yeah. The train ended up getting derailed and obviously spilt this hazardous waste. Are you sure this isn't the start of a superhero movie? <laughs> not quite, not quite. He didn't get superpowers. There wasn't, there wasn't a five-year-old kid there getting covered in the waste. <laughs> no, no. He, no he, he's the only part missing. It went down a... It went down a, um, a train. A train. Turtles. It hit the <laughs> Exactly. No, well, look. <laughs> a, a, end of the story. Um, the guy did have insurance. Um, yep, had third party, which does cover public liability. Um, 20 million most times. Yep, yeah. exactly. It ended up being $8 million worth of um, damage was done. Oh, he paid his excess of 650 bucks, and insurance <laughs> covered the rest. No which, way. Which that is what insurance is there for. Huh. <laughs> which um, you, you could imagine that he would be paying his insurance from then on out. A lot of um, And would be more than happy to pay Ooh, for yeah. it as well, because I... If that happened to any of us here, I can tell you right now, that's um, declare bankruptcy and... Uh, lose your house. Lo- lose everything yeah. you own because you're not, you're not paying that back. No. Like, they even no take chance. your pet mouse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's fifty, mate. We, we need that. Dude, they're, so, um, they're taking the mouse underneath your house. Like that. yeah. the, the mouse put in the sewer and then it gets superpowers <laughs> from the sludge that you... Exactly. But look, end, end of the day, um, you know, it, it may not be the matter of your car, it's about everybody else's and, you know, for everything else which is out there, um, you know, and for for these days, for two, three, four, five hundred bucks, whatever it may be, for third party only, um, I can tell you which one you'd rather be paying five hundred bucks instead of uh, eight million dollars in that instance. And I know so many people that, that drive without insurance. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like, how do you do it? Like, this is crazy. And, and that's, that's such an important thing, Anthony, as you said. Like, yes, if your car isn't worth 200 bucks or something, that's fine. You should still get the third party in case you hit something else that's worth a lot more. Yep. We had a family friend in uh, New Zealand when we used to live there. Trace. He was, uh, you know, living, uh, let's just say, on government income. Okay. And, uh, yeah, he was once he was part of the, the old crew of people that said, what's insurance? I don't know what insurance is. And he ended up hitting a Mercedes. Wow. And it paid out? He, well, one thing, when you've got no income, it's a little bit easier and you're living on rent. So they developed a kind of payment plan for him. So part of his doll would essentially go to repay the car for what appeared to be the rest of his life, I think. They they calculated it to, given the oh, amount of money. Hell. So 
like uh, I'm sure he's still alive at this point. Um, possibly he's gotten a job, and even if he gets a job, once again, more of his money will start going into paying off the merc. Do you, do you really want that? Like most people plan on living to, I'd say, eighty ish or more. Do you really <laughs> want something hanging over your head every day of your life, saying mm-hmm. you know because you couldn't spend what three hundred dollars on uh, third, third party? party? Yeah. You know, you, you pay now you know fifty dollars a week for the rest of your entire life. No, stuff that. Well, I've got look. I've got only the only got third party fire kept on laser, and it's it's, on, it's a car that's you know worth let's say two two to three grand max. Three grand if it was perfect. My old laser, which was like a five hundred dollar car, I still had third party on it, and I yeah. I said you know my mum was like to me she's like the day I picked up the car, she wouldn't let me drive it until we until we were on the phone with the, and with you know the insurance company and and put it on. She's like it doesn't matter how good of a driver you are, anything can happen. And it, even if you're in a complete other shit box, it, it it doesn't matter. You know, you're covering your ass. It's it's a three hundred dollars. You know, it's 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 that is a, a, an insurance that you do need. And sh- and sure enough, you know, just for the convenience. Oh as hell well. yeah! Even yeah. like you've got three cars, and every time one of them has a problem, it's a huge pain in the ass for you. Yeah. You have to like rechange your whole life. Yeah. So you can imagine, even if your your car costs a hundred bucks. You're like, oh, I'm not going to spend any money on it. Who cares? But it's like, if that something happens to that car and you don't have insurance, it's like, well, now you have to restructure your whole life based on trying to get another car yep. or trying to fix it or whatever. Yeah, you know, I've I've heard people that that have said to me, oh, you know, they don't need they don't need insurance because you know they've got God in their side or, yeah. or, or, or whatever. You don't know. Yeah, it it doesn't matter what you've got in your side. It's things happen, and. And it's called having an accident for a reason, yeah. not not on purpose. And yes. if it is, then you've probably got other big issues. I, I, I won't hate on a person for their religion, but unfortunately, yeah, I'm not God, either. I'm just unfortunately, like, God just... doesn't write checks, so that's that's where the you know in the world we live in, a lot of problems are solved with money, and religion doesn't pay. Unfortunately, no, unless you, unless you're at the top. <laughs> that's, uh, that's not a discussion we're going to get into. <laughs> but Does yeah. the Pope Mobile have insurance, or are they just like, nah, God will. <laughs> protect me oh, i'm pretty sure it's like oh we got enough money anyway. <laughs> yeah Here's, do you accept a gold bullion <laughs> to accept diamond encrusted stuff well, they have an eight follow accident so we forgive you sins that's it so just <laughs> yeah bless the car and move on <laughs> no nah, look so i'm not having a go at people that say that but people are like oh you don't need insurance or you know i've got the tac insurance that comes with with your no that, that, that doesn't cover you that's for physical that's injury physical injury yeah yeah so exactly. uh, th- these are excuses that I've heard from people. Like when I've when I've went to drive their car, they were like, "Yeah, you can drive." Like you're going to choose. Like oh, I've got I've got you know, TSC. I'm like, that's not insurance. I'm not driving a car. Or you know, they've, they've said they've said the, 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 when, when I can't afford it, and they've got like really expensive cars. I'm like, how do you? <laughs> no, no, no BS. A, a few mates of mine have have like had like really really expensive like high performance high end cars. They'd park it in Broadmeadows, park it anywhere, no insurance. I'm like, this is this is insane. This they is spent it all on the car, and then they didn't think about the running costs. Get third party, which it's three hundred bucks, which is how you go broke. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. Like, I'll spend a million dollars on a house, but I don't have any money for insurance, <laughs> land tax, <laughs> paying water bill, power. Paying bill. the rates so they're not taking any bins. Yeah, <laughs> yep. yeah. I mean, uh, it's 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 one of those things. So we we'll, we we'll right back after. We're gonna go to another break. We'll be right back after this. Be back in car talk with Manny J. Uh, been an interesting topic tonight, guys. We're talking about i30s, the my F6, Bill Shorten, <laughs> politics. Billy Shorts. Billy Shorts. Get a, get around Billy Shorts. Um, it's gonna be a thing now. Get around the shorts. Love, everyone hates Billy Shorts. He's like, oh no, he's not gonna win because he's not likable. I love Billy Shorts. <laughs> the big Billy Shorts. 
Um, Lesser of two evils. Get around. At the end of the day, it's still a politician. Yeah, get true, a, but he's not actively around. trying to destroy us. Like, Oh, look, no, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not, uh, not, a, <laughs> yeah. not, a, not a liberal supporter, not by any stretch of the imagination, especially me being in a trade. But, yeah, again, at the end of the day, they're all politicians. They're all yeah. pretty terrible, but like, let's like, be honest. Like we said, always let's, your vote counts. Your vote, don't, oh, yeah. don't let that deter you from being like, oh, it's both the same. A lot of people are just like, oh, they're both the same. Who cares? They, they all make a big difference. Vote yeah. for, actually, do some research, people. Vote yes. for... Yes, research yeah. is key. Vote for who you think sh- should... Re- and, and like, informed. You know, in, just an informed decision. Don't just, don't, as you said, don't, don't vote because the fish and chip guy said, said so. Don't vote because you like the colour of the party. Yeah. Like, just, that, that's, that's a valid reason. Well, yeah. Some people use it as a valid reason. Of, you know, I like them because they're blue. It's the dumbest yeah. thing I've heard, but... Well, it's like, like I said, people don't like... Blue. Those, those, those people probably shouldn't vote. <laughs> People, well, no, they, they do, do yeah. They have yeah. the right to, and they're forced to. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. people say, oh, I don't like Bill Shorten because of his head or whatever. <laughs> and I'm just like, well, that, who cares about his head? He could be a, a green alien man as long as his policies are good and he's going to help the country. And actually follow through with his policies, which exactly. a lot of parties don't seem to. Yeah. Um, like said, individuals currently, uh, you know. So I'd vote for the inanimate carbon rod or, <laughs> rod or whatever. So. Oh, jeez. Talking politics on a car show. What the hell are you doing? It's important. Like we said, it's important it to, important, and it's yeah. important to the car industry and the car enthusiasts listening. Yes, mm. it is. And speaking on a little more semi-politics, for people here in Melbourne, uh, parking in the CBD is jumping up about 27%. What? Yes, that's part of... Uh, well, on street parking or, or in, in like, actual garage. car parks? I believe it's general street parking. What? And it's like a That's lot of insane. Like centrally, you're limited to about one hour, and it's about seven dollars for the one hour. So what's going to go to like over ten bucks? Uh, I think with the increase, it's now seven dollars for the hour. That's insane. They say don't park in the CBD. Well, private parkings obviously will have different rates, but um, well, they're going to jump up as well now. They'll probably jump up as well, without a doubt. Um, but yeah, just I guess avoid taking your car into the CBD. I mean, a lot of it's now blocked off to cars anyway. Like you know Swanston Street and everything else um, but sometimes you just got to take a car yeah like you just you just do and you can't help it screw public transport I, 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 refuse, to, <laughs> I refuse to use it <laughs> yeah that's that's yeah that, that's insane I can't believe they've, they've jumped it up that much and it's the first jump well that one of the excuses was it's the first jump since 2013 but uh, just up 27% in one go is quite quite excessive yeah quite excessive hmm not a, not a good time. Not a good time. Before we end up on the show, uh, we, we did talk about customer cars and coffee you know, on on the Sunday edition, but we didn't really say about the top of cars we saw there, like our favorite cars. Well, we didn't we didn't give a favorite listing. So um, you guys weren't there, but it was, a, it was quite quite a quite a big event actually, and there was some really really interesting cars. There was there was a lady who couldn't park in a in an Aston, we kept riding the clutch, terribly riding the clutch. Uh, yeah, it's better riding the clutch than smashing it to one of the other cars. Fair point, fair point. Yeah, and plus, given that she's driving an Aston, I'm pretty sure she can afford a new clutch. Yeah, fair point. But uh, there was there was that. There was a few other really, really cool cars. Um, that AU was a spectacular. Uh, Alan pointed out the AU. Because <laughs> yes. hey, I don't know how much you love AUs, Alan. <laughs> it was okay. It was okay. <laughs> uh, what else did they have? They had, they had good range. They had, they had Euros, they had Exotics, they had... Um, Australian cars, they had they had a good mix. It was really, really you know, obviously Japanese cars. So there was, um, I mean, they even the car advice stand, which was which was pretty cool. So uh, as we said, we spoke with Paul, Paul Merrick from Car Advice. 
but they really had a, a whole bunch of cars. But, but I couldn't believe the the Porsche they had there with the PDK. PDK was like was a six thousand dollar option or four thousand dollar option. Uh, we're looking at the spec sheet. Um, uh, I think it was Risen I. I don't know if you were there at the time. I don't think I was, but that is just for 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 the for the dual clutch. It's a, it's a four thousand something dollar option, and like the car was like a hundred and something grand, and then it jumped up to a two hundred ten thousand dollar car. Like like we just with a few with just with a few options, insane Porsche life. Yeah, like you know you know like a thousand dollar option would probably be like tire pressure monitoring, a thousand dollars because you know it's, it's a Porsche. Yeah, it's instead a, of just going onto eBay and buying like little tire monitoring <laughs> things. Bucks, that, they, they, they did that in uh, an episode of Mighty Car Mods, where I think it was oh, uh, yeah, they did too. mechanical sticks Porsche. Yep, end up putting yeah their own tire monitoring system, which is considerably cheaper, and it worked. Yeah. Matt actually had the tire monitoring on the Caldina, um, yeah. except for that one. There was literally, you screw it on and have it set at your pressure, and as long as it stays at that pressure, it has a green indicator. Yeah. If it drops below it, then the green indicator isn't there, and I think that was like two bucks. <laughs> What's well, pretty- Te- technically it's tire monitoring? Yeah, <laughs> it still still works. <laughs> yeah, and if you chucked it on a Porsche, I think you're still going to be getting the same results. <laughs> But yeah, crazy amount of pricing for those options. But yeah, I, I think one of my favorite cars there was um was one of the SLR five thousand Taranas. They, it was sick. They, it was, there was a, there was a yellow one with like you know old school like you know wheels on it. It looked it looked mad. Uh, you know, f- full flat arches, mm-hmm. really cool Aussie, Aussie old Aussie muscle car. Uh, I was a big fan of that. A few a few GDFs. Um, but my other favorite car was the W one two four. That that looks exactly like mine. Same color. It actually kind of looks good in that color because <laughs> the, the paint wasn't all faded and, and peeling. So I was I was thinking maybe I could I could um do that rattle can yeah or rattle can it but it oh, was oh better it, again get uh, astroturf <laughs> speak of green yeah just just astroturf it I'm I'm pretty sure I actually saw a Honda Civic that was uh, yeah astroturf. Oh. I, I was for sale recently oh, on on Gumtree and I think the guy was asking two grand I don't know why anybody would actually he knew what he had all right he, knew <laughs> what he, had. he was setting no, the trend no low ball offers no, he knows what he's got. Um, no low ball offers. We could be confused. We'll happily take offers of a Ferrari on, uh, as a trade. <laughs> Swap Good price. Swaps for a um, you know, Type R Integral with money his way. <laughs> but he's, yeah. Yeah, this is this is high grade AstroTurf we're talking about here. It's, it's probably more worthwhelm than the car. To yeah, it, it really is. No, but that W124 kind of g me up to get mine to get mine painted. I'm, I'm probably just going to do the same color because it was it's a nice color. Like yeah. it, it, is, it is really good. But that one was really lovely. It had the full leather. Uh, and it was a, a 300E uh, 24 valve, so it came with the more the, you know, more expensive twin cam engine, which is a bit more desirable, a lot more power than, than my than my kind of boat. But it was lowered; it sat nice and with some really nice wheels. Um, oh, it kind of geared me up to to do, to do my car. Now, would you do that, or would you actually modify the F6 and you know try and keep up with you know certain individuals uh, in this radio station right now? <sighs> Shut up, man. <laughs> <laughs> He's banned from the show for now. I think uh, my, you um, guys will still have me down here. My car for the that morning was probably the Il Camaro SS we saw. Yeah, that, that, that was nice. Yeah, that lovely very car. Very nice. And, uh, it was a 60, 68, I think it was. It looked lovely. And, or, and we actually discussed, even though I'd love quite a lot to have an old Mustang, if I was given the option between yeah, an old Mustang or an old Camaro SS, take that Camaro. 100%, hands down. Hands down. What would you take, Anthony? Between Camaro and a yeah, like, like year for year, like sixties must must name a sixties Camaro. Probably go Camaro. Yeah, yeah. You don't you don't see too many of them around again. You, you always see the Mustangs. They always get redone. Yeah. Don't see Camaros. Mister James. Probably same. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all about that. Unless it's like life. a bullet Mustang or something. Yeah, bullet Mustang's yeah. cool. That, that, that's an exception, though. But we just like for like, ba- you know, ba- ba- basic, you know, mm-hmm. V8, basic V8. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be taking that. Now, uh, while, while we're still on the tip, topic of the Camaros, have you guys uh, heard the news about the most recent Camaro? Yes, 90 grand, um, all automatic. Yes, no manual option. No manual option as of yet. Well, possibly never, which is completely making the the Camaro, the new Camaro here a pointless car. Yeah. Yep. It's a muscle car. It should be... Have a manual option. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what you want. If you, it, it should really just be the case. If it is a performance car, um, majority of performance car people normally drive a manual car. Yeah, especially um, like a sports-oriented car like that. So. Yeah, exactly. So just just give us a clutch. It's all we're asking for, GM. It's all we're asking for HSV because it's HSV that, that's doing yeah. the changes. And I was reading the comments so about So they doing ZR1s or...? No, they're just doing standard Camaro SS's. So they're selling SS and automatic only for 90 grand. Yep. Upwards of ninety grand, and they expect that to sell against a Mustang. Yep, ain't gonna happen. I reckon it's like, and I mean H- H- HSV is just doing them, and they're doing um, mods to Colorados and and yeah mm. trucks, which is which so is fine. It's what, it's what Tickford's doing, but um, still, it's it's thirty grand too much for a car that's got no extra power or beneficial gain to a Mustang, and you you can't get it in a manual. So really, kind of annoying and crap. But look, um, Anthony, you're going away for a few weeks, so this is pr- probably you're going to be your last show for a while. Right? Yeah, yeah, it will be the last one for a bit of time. Um, so you're going to uh, you're going overseas. So yep. um, have some have a have a good time. Be yep. safe. Will do. Hopefully, Hopefully he gets jailed and doesn't come back. To the show. <laughs> <laughs> we, we we can really you hope. can do Skype. You can come. You can be on the show over Skype. It's like a prison Skype. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, look. Let's be honest. I'm pretty sure I can. Uh, I can. I can survive in Scandinavia. You know, just all those Volvo life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 142s and P1800s. Yeah, hell yeah for p 1800s Well, actually, speaking of Volvo, I will be going to the uh, Volvo museum? Uh, museum. Cool, cool. And getting, going through that one there with my brother as he does work for Volvo. Um, so I get uh, you know, good access there. Bring us back a P1800 for the show. You can do it, Anthony. It'll fit in my luggage. <laughs> Carry on. Carry on, yeah, done. But uh, not, uh, we're over time, actually. We're going to end the show. Uh, it's been Car Talk with Matty J. Uh, tune in every seven every Tuesday night at seven PM for live here on ninety eight point nine Northwest FM. Uh, actually, w- hang on, we are we're going to be off air, off air for a while. I think next week we're in studio, in studio but the week after, but the that. week after we're doing they're doing renovations. So yes. in a couple of weeks, we'll probably just do the podcast at home. Yep. So we'll, we'll be doing two podcasts from from my my place. Uh, like and share our Facebook page. Just Car Talk T O R Q U E with Matty J. Um, uh, James, give your show a quick plug. Man vs. Movies, Tuesday, 6 p.m., 98.9 Northwest FM. Like and share the Man vs. Movies Facebook page, and you can find the podcast on iTunes, Shout Engine, or on your regular podcasting app. Anthony, you want to give a shout-out to your brother to put the curves in? Yeah, legitimately, about put them in the oven. Um, I'm, I'm getting hungry. I know, know you just finished up at the gym and went down to the shops, but, uh, yeah, when you get that, legitimately put the curves in the oven. <laughs> this, this is it's not just a one It's the most important line. part of the show. Yeah, this isn't a one line. Life, is... life and death. <laughs> I'm getting hungry. I've already been to the gym. You know, I had a, had a, had a, had a bagel before I came here. Legitimately put the curves in the oven. <laughs> <laughs> I've got any plugs? Uh, well, we'll do Riz's plug for yeah, Carloop. Carloop AU. Uh, if you're looking to buy a new car, Carloop is a service that kind of bypasses the dealers and frees you from all the bullcrap of going to a dealership, you know, doing the negotiations. It's free advice. And yeah, free advice. For, and, for the people in the community here. And it's a, it's a great service that can get you, you know, the, the car you want for the price you want 
you know, within reason, of course. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's by a great guy, Riz, a friend of the show. Yeah. And so facebook.com forward slash carloopau. Uh, hit them up if you need some, some information. Yeah, it's free advice. Uh, you know, we, we always promote free stuff here on Community Radio. Uh, like and share our Facebook page, as, as I previously mentioned. Um, if you miss any of our podcasts, they're all up on there. Uh, if, or if you Google and uh, on Chat Engine, and we're also on iTunes, so subscribe and review. Give Doctor Rock's show uh, a listen on Thursday night with Thursday Waffle with Thursday Waffle with his mate Daz, as well as free show on Monday night uh, for your pleasure. Thanks again, gentlemen, for coming in. Thank oh, you. Good. It's always a pleasure. And I'll see you guys on uh, next week. Take it easy.